This is an LTD Entertainment presentation. Welcome to Brian C. Pusey's Safe Haven Podcast, where we bring you a fresh message from the Lord. Welcome to another wonderful, special episode of Safe Haven Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Brian C. Pusey, praying that everyone is doing well on this beautiful day, be it a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, whichever day you decide to tune in, whether you listen to me on, on audio exclusively or if you're watching me on video. Either or, I am glad that you are here. Today's message is going to be a powerful word. It's going to be, uh, the topic is old and new. We're going to be coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It's a great, great, great uh, uh, text. Um, I prayed on this one, meditated on this one, and the Lord has said that this is the word for the day. Please bring it out to, to all of my people. And so, therefore, that's what I'm going to do. I'm very obedient to that cause. I want to keep everyone lifted up in prayer. My friend Janine, who's in the hospital, praying that she's doing well. I want to pray for my friend's uh, friend Jennifer, her father, who, who's been in and out of the hospital recently, praying for his health and well-being. I want to pray for every other family member that I may not know that's going through something right now and every friend who I may not know who's going through something right now. Want to keep me lift, please ask that you keep me lifted up in prayer. It's a tough task every week to do this. I say it every week, but it's true every week. I have a, have a tough call to answer and I'm prayerful that I am still answering the call and I'm still being obedient to the call. Um, so therefore, without further ado, we're going to get right into the service. Um, you know, you know, I try to keep it brief, but you know, the Lord uses me in a certain way. If he does, I'm gonna just keep pushing it to another to another point. But in the meantime, let us get on with the service. Scripture time here at Safe Haven. Pray that you have your Bibles ready, your Bible apps ready. Um, we're gonna be coming from the letter of Second Corinthians today. We're gonna to be coming from the third chapter of Second Corinthians. Gonna be reading from the twelfth verse all the way down to the 17th verse. Once again, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads as follows. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. Not like Moses put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. But their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, when they hear the reading of the Old Covenant, that same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord there is freedom. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's prayer time here at Safe Haven. Um, want to continue to lift up the woes that we've mentioned in the intro. Also want to just send a special prayer out to every church door that is open. Every pastor that I know and every pastor that I don't know and every pastor that I will know one day. Amen to that. So, if you're going through a financial struggle, 
relationship struggle, emotional struggle, personal struggles. Just know that when you take it to the Lord in prayer and believe in that prayer that you're giving to the Lord, he will reward you with it. He will give you peace. It may not be at that very second you say amen, but it will come if you continue to believe. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to come right now and just lift up all our burdens, oh Heavenly Father. We want to lift up all our cares, all our concerns, all our worries right now and give it to you, oh Heavenly Father. Let no weapon formed against us ever, ever prosper. Oh Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. So today we pray a prayer of thanksgiving first and foremost for waking us up this morning in our clothed and in our right minds, oh Heavenly Father. We could have been anywhere in the world right now, Heavenly Father, but we are glad that we are in your grasp and under your watch, oh Heavenly Father. Right now, we want to pray for those who are in church right now. We want to pray for every church door that is open in your name, oh Heavenly Father. We want to pray for every minister that's got to step into the pulpit this morning, oh Heavenly Father, or any morning, oh Heavenly Father, to give the word that you have detailed and brought and researched just for that particular flock, oh Heavenly Father. We pray right now in advance. We want to pray right now also for every podcast ministry, oh Heavenly Father. We want to pray for every podcast preacher who has to get on a microphone, get in a, put on a headset, get in the studio, step into a private room, oh Heavenly Father, to give the message that you've given them to give to the masses, oh Heavenly Father. Whether they've seen these people in public or not, oh Heavenly Father, just continue to use them and guide them the way you see fit. We want to pray right now for this podcast, Safe Haven Podcast, for this preacher, this pastor, this minister, this host, oh Heavenly Father. Please continue to bless me and my family, O oh Heavenly Father. Continue to bless me in my ministry, O oh Heavenly Father. Bless me on this journey, O oh Heavenly Father. It's a rough journey sometimes. It's a lonely journey sometimes, O oh Heavenly Father. But I am glad that you have brought the paraclete to walk beside me at all times, O oh Heavenly Father. When I'm feeling down, you send a word of encouragement. Right now, I want to pray for the message that you have given me to give to the masses today, O oh Heavenly Father. For those who have chosen to listen. It may be few, but you know what? Few is better than none, oh, Heavenly Father. And I'm grateful for the few, oh, Heavenly Father. Continue to bless the few. Continue to bless the masses that will come eventually, oh, Heavenly Father. We want to pray right now that you just continue to see safe haven through, oh, Heavenly Father, to every, every facet. Right now, Heavenly Father, continue to use me. Continue to encourage me. Continue to light a fire in me, oh, Heavenly Father. I, some days I feel weak, but, oh, Lord, I'm praying for encouragement and strength forever more. Oh, Heavenly Father, pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message is old and new, coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Once again, today's message is old and new, coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Let us prepare to hear a message from the Lord. It's message time here. It's safe haven. Pray that once again you have your swords ready. Um, we're still going to be coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, um, verses 12 through 17. Once again, it's the letter of St. Corinthians, um, chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, <laughs> verses 12 through 17. Reading once again from the New Revised Standard Version, it reads as follows. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness, not like Moses, who put a veil over his face, to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. But their minds were hardened. Indeed, 
to this very day, when they hear the reading of the Old Covenant, that same veil is still there. Since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For the next few moments that we have together, I ask that you pray with me on the topic, old and new. Old and new. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to pray right now in advance for the message that we are about to hear, oh Heavenly Father. We pray that it's a message that is from the heart, for the heart, and by the heart, oh Heavenly Father. Right now, just use me in the way that you see fit. Empty out Brian Pusey right now. Fill me up with your Holy Ghost, oh Heavenly Father. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my most blessed Redeemer. In your Son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Old and new. First things first, if you haven't already in your spare time, I recommend, matter of fact, I require you, if I, if I was to be your teacher for a moment, require you to read 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in its entirety. Matter of fact, when you look back on it, you see a lot of, lot of tidbits, a lot of points that's going to hit home with you, especially if you're a believer in Christ. Because quite frankly, there's always been a question about why certain preachers only preach from New Testament and why some preachers only preach from Old Testament. Quite frankly... There's a reason for that. First off, a lot of ministers preach from the Old Testament. I'm just going to break this down right away. A lot of preachers preach from the Old Testament to prepare you for the New Testament. And a lot of preachers preach from the New Testament because they're not trying to say the Old Testament is what it is, old. It's based off of an old covenant. That's what covenant means in the scripture that we read uh, in, um, in what verse were we at? In verse, in verses 14. They're referring to the Old Covenant, which is what, what uh, we translate to say Old Testament. It's, all, it's the old beliefs. And then the new beliefs is Jesus. So, quite frankly, you look like you got a generational gap going on here. And in a sense, I love what it says in verse 4. I'm going to quote verse 4 real quick. It says, such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Verse 5. Not that we are competent of ourselves to claim anything is coming from us. Our competence is from God, verse 6, who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Ooh, I said something there. Matter of fact, I'm going to put that pin on that and bring that back in another sermon another day because that's right. that right there is already talking to me in a different way. But we're going to focus on this message for today, old and new, because think about it. We're going through a generational change right now. A lot of things, uh, and not only in life, but in churches, in our jobs, and so forth and so on. Matter of fact, uh, about a week or so ago, celebrated a, a great birthday of a great man. Wonderful. I love him, and I have got nothing bad to say about that. But he represents an older generation. I represent, I probably represent to him a new generation, but quite frankly, 
there's some generations after me right now that are representing something even newer than me. So technically, I'm kind of like at the crossroads. And a lot of people in my age are at a crossroads. We we think that we're still the part of the new, but quite, uh, quite frankly, we're kind of creeping into the old section. But I'm going to stick to this scripture today. Think about it. When we all talk about old and new, we all have beliefs. We all do. It just comes with it comes with the territory. My beliefs may not be your beliefs, and your beliefs may not may not be my beliefs. But we seem to have a a real clash going on between the old generation and the new generation. What is this clash? We don't. We think that your ways are either antiquated, or we think that it's short sighted. Depending on, on which side of the fence you're on. I mean, if you're an older generation, you might think that the new generation is short-sighted. And if you're the young generation, the new generation, you think that the old is a little antiquated, a little out of, out of touch. Kind of reminds me when I was growing up in church. And there were a lot of things weren't going on at the church I grew up at. I can't speak for the other churches because I know that there are a lot of churches out there that are doing the things that I was wishing that the church I grew up at was doing. But... When you brought it up to to the older generation, they just kept they they just wanted you to be patient. They wanted you to to wait, to wait on it, wait on God. You know, if you told me then, and I always say it now, and I feel kind of like walk with that kind of belief system when I say, "What am I waiting for? Jesus to return?" Because if I'm waiting for the for for that <laughs> for for the rapture, then it's too late. Amen. You know, and sometimes, you know, and and then also coming up as a preacher, I mean, yes, I would love to go to seminary. I would. I would love it. Matter of fact, I would cherish it with all my heart. But, you know, unfortunately, circumstances for me are not like circumstances for maybe you or someone else you know who's gone into the ministry, gone through it all. And you know what? I respect all those who have gone through it because I actually I've learned from them probably is about as much as they learn from me. Because sometimes... Like one preacher told me, he said, it doesn't take all that to be able to get up here and preach the word of the Lord. Of course, he was probably trying to, to uh, put some, uh, trying to extinguish my fire. But guess what? At the same time, it also lit a fire. Amen. And when I, when I heard him say that, I said, yeah, it may not take all that. But you know what? You don't know what it took for me to get to where I'm at. Amen. Because you don't know what somebody's going through. We never do. Sometimes we think we do. You know, and. A lot of times we all struggling. I've known a lot of people who are struggling with their faith, but they don't know how to put it into words, so they put it into other kind of actions that go beyond what the Word of God is trying to tell them. And it's okay. It's okay, you know, quite frankly. Not all of us were born with the gift of interpretation. Not all of us were born with the gift of intuition. We were born with gifts, but those are not the gifts that are our strong suits in terms of what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to confuse you. I'm just trying to help you. Because quite frankly, it's a lot, lot to carry on. So I'm going to unpack and say the first point of today is sometimes you won't see eye to eye on issues. I'll say it again. Sometimes you won't see eye to eye on issues. Think about it. Paul was writing to the, uh, to the people of Corinth. He was telling them something that kind of hit home he was saying those who have been preaching about about Moses they put a veil on their face they they don't want you to see the glory of God but through Christ that veil is revealed and you see the glory and then of course that makes you want to say hallelujah glory to the 
to the heavens above. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want the veil removed so I can see what's going on. I want to know how come the preacher feels the way he feels when he gets up there in the pulpit. I want you to see how I feel when I get in the pulpit or get into the seat and preach to you. It doesn't matter if I'm sitting in this house or I'm sitting in the house of God. Matter of fact, even if you're sitting in your own house, this is the house of God. Amen. You may not. That might make you think about a few things about your own house. If your house is not blessed and consecrated by the Lord. You need to get on your knees and pray for consecration right now. Do that. Do that Do that right now while you're listening to me preach. Amen? Because quite frankly, that old way of thinking that you were in the past, you claim to be a believer, it's time to do some new things. It's time to, to be of the new. Amen? I don't know about you, but I feel, I feel a shout coming on. See, I don't want to be like, like uh, Paul said in verse 14a, but their minds were hardened. Matter of fact, he also said, uh, also said in verse 15b, a veil lies over their minds. I don't know about you, but I don't want a veil over my mind. I don't want my heart or my mind to be hardened by old ways, antiquated ways maybe, or, or stuck on what somebody once said, once, one big time preacher once said, stuck on stupid. I don't want to be stuck on stupid. I want to be stuck on on what's right. I want to be stuck on what God has called me to do. I don't want to be stuck on what man is trying to make me do. Amen. Man is trying to make me do what I don't want to do. But you know what? I was called to be of the world, not just in it. Amen. We're called to be set apart. It might break your heart if you're not included in everything. There are times when I, I'm praying and saying, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of that. But guess what? God's saying, I didn't bring you on into this world to be a part of that particular circle. Amen. If you if I wanted if you wanted me to be, I would be. Amen. That sometimes we have to think like that. Sometimes we have to look at our own lives and start thinking, maybe God didn't want me to be there. Amen. You may not agree with that that thought pattern. You may not even agree with the decision that God has made for you. But you got to remember God created you. God created you for a purpose with the purpose on purpose. Thank you, Rev Reverend Reginald Williams, for that saying, because quite frankly, I put that, I imprinted that in my heart and in my soul and in my brain. Amen. Because quite frankly, that is true. Like I say, sometimes you won't see eye to eye. But here's the second point. And this is one thing that you must remember when you walk Walk out there in the world today, walk on faith and walking in your journey, walking on your job, walking in your church, walking in your own house and walking in your own bedroom, talking to whoever you talk to. This is one thing you have to be aware of and weary of. This is the second point I'm getting to and I'm building it up for you. You will waste your gifts on trying to prove yourself to each other. I'll say that again. You will waste your gifts on trying to prove yourself to each other. That right there is something that we all must stew upon every now and again. That one, that one blew my mind when the Lord gave me that point. I was like, what? That's right. A minister, a preacher can get, get, get baffled and blown away by the point that is being delivered to him. See, I'm a true messenger. I didn't just create this stuff. I didn't just come up with points. 
No. I didn't just come up with the message. I didn't come up with the title. I didn't write the Bible. So when the Lord gave me that, I was like, whoa. So if you're a young person, I want to say, say this to my young people who are actually listening. If you're not listening, if you know a young person, you better send them this, this audio, this video, whatever. They need to hear this. Don't waste your gifts on trying to prove yourself to each other. You have a gift to do something, use it. If they don't understand, that's not for them to understand. At least not right now. Someone else out there is waiting to hear from someone like you or see someone like you do what you do. Amen? You see, I wasted some of my gifts trying to prove to others that I had a gift. Amen? I wasted some of my youth, not all of it, some of my youth trying to prove, A, that I could rap, B, I could act, and C, I could preach. I wasted some of my gifts, not all of it, to try to prove to people who did not care that I could do what I can do. Amen. It's okay now. I'm fine. I'm at peace. Amen. The Lord gave me peace. And I'm in a place right now where I can do what I was called to do. Not saying that I'm free from judgment, but I'm free from the judgment within myself. Me judging myself. For saying, oh, you could have done this, Brian. You could have done this. You would have been up here. Or you could have done this. You would have been over there. But guess what? After I prayed, after I meditated on it, guess what I learned? Those places are not where God wanted me to be. Amen? And that's probably the same for somebody who's struggling right now with not only just a call in their life, but a gift that they feel that the whole world needs to see. Amen? I know there's some people out there that have a gift and they're not using it. Matter of fact, they're abusing it. And they're only using it for their own purpose, their own selfish purpose. I know people who are great artists, better than some of the best animators out there. What are they doing? They're not using a gift properly. They should be out there making animated movies or doing comic books, whatever. They have a dream. They have a vision. Stop squandering your vision. Stop Wasting your gifts on trying to prove yourself to each other. We're wasting time. Valuable life time. We only are blessed with one life. One life that we may remember. And this is the time that we need to leave our imprint on each other. If that's what your gift is supposed to that's what your gift is supposed to do. Leave an imprint on the next generation or your current generation. Not... Wasted on trying to say, I can do this. I, I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I'm as good as you. Or, or I, I think I can. No, there ain't no thinking. Just do. Just be. Don't worry if a certain person does not understand. It's not for them to understand. It's for the next person to understand. You understand. God gave it to you. So what? Well, you may not get rich from doing it. That's, money riches is not going to help you. Spiritual riches is a different thing. I'm spiritually rich, y'all. That's right. I may not I may not be raking in the dough, having five digits coming in every week. But guess what? I'm still rich because the Lord has blessed me to continue to do what I do and be who I be. I may feel detached sometimes. I was just talking to somebody this morning, and I said sometimes I feel detached from the world because of, after COVID, I just decided to sort of kind of detach myself a little bit more. Maybe because I was detaching to get myself closer to God 
And as I get closer to God, I realize I need to reattach. It's not easy to reattach, but guess what? With God there, we're going to reattach. Matter of fact, that just kicked into my third point. We're in this together, not apart. I'll say it again, and I'll say it the same way I said it. We're in this together, not apart. See, when Paul wrote this, did this letter, he was writing this letter not just for the people of Corinth. Of Corinth. He was writing it for us. He was writing it for everybody around the world. He was writing it for everybody who feels like they are detached. They've been detached since COVID. Matter of fact, they don't know if they want to reattach to the world. Because it seems like every time we want to reattach, things happen. Roe versus Wade being repealed. Violence in the streets of everywhere. Not just Chicago. In the suburbs of Chicago. Doesn't matter if it's north, south, east, or west. And in other states and other cities. You name it. Guess what? We have got to try and fight through all that and come together. Last week, we talked. I had a sermon called Staying Together. Please listen to it. I noticed that a lot of people didn't. But guess what? Now is your time to listen to that because it attaches itself to this sermon. Because we are fighting an ideology right now, y'all. We're fighting the old ideology and a new ideology. Instead of them coming together, they want to fight each other. The new says the old ways are old. It's done. It's over. We're going to have a new way. If you wouldn't have a way, I want to say this to the new generation. There wouldn't be a new generation if it wasn't for an old generation. We paved the way for you to be a generation. Amen? And if we paved the way for you, you need to do that. Be better. Don't do just do better. Be better. Don't be selfish like the old generation. Learn from the mistakes of everything that come before you and everyone that's come before you. Why repeat it? Why, did you just love the gossip? Do you know it's getting worse? Out here to do anything in the dark when you have Twitter, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have Snapchat, you have all these other things that I ain't never heard of yet, but I bet you you have if you're part of the new generation. Out there slandering anybody who does, tries to do something right. Oh, heck, they slander you if you did something wrong too, but guess what? They, they definitely hit on you if you're doing something right. Matter of fact, they always say, any news is good news. I don't know about that, but you know, if, I'm in, if, you, if I got your attention, I praise God that he used me to get your attention. See, right now, if I had a church, if I had a real church, I would open the doors right now and let you in. And guess what? I would not discriminate you. Yes, you may be a part of the LGBT community, but guess what? I will have you feel like you're involved, like this is the best place in the world. I don't care if you're Asian, you're white, you're, you're black, you're Mexican. It doesn't matter. All traditions come together. We're supposed to come together. Let that old way of thinking that we had to be separated let that stay back there. That, let that be a lesson that we needed to learn and grow from. Guess what? We're coming together. This is the new thing. That's what Safe Haven is about. Like I said, if I opened, the, if I had a church right now, a church door. Yes, this is a church. But if I had church doors, I would open the doors, let you come in. I would even let somebody come on here each, uh, uh, every other Sunday once in a while and preach a message that the Lord has given them. Amen. That's what Safe Haven is about. That's why I do what I do. I sacrifice a lot to do what I'm doing right now, and I sacrifice a lot to be who I am today. 
Amen? And guess what? I'm not saying this with regret. I don't regret it. I don't regret not having the, the, the famous acting career. Yes, I probably would have way more followers listening to me now because they say, oh, I remember when he used to be in whatever. I remember, I'm going to tell you this story about my dream, that dream. Because I remember bringing it up the other day at work, and I kind of touched on it, but I didn't get into it with them. But I'm going to get into it with you because I'm transparent enough to say it. When I was a kid, I had a dream to be an actor. Now, knowing everything that I've seen over the years, it's probably a good thing that I wasn't. But I guess my mother thought my plan, when I told my mother my plan back then, she probably thought I was going to go try and be an actor all my life, you know, up to now and beyond. No, my goal was to be a child actor, do a few things and check out. Check out at 15 or 16, like a, like a high school friend that I knew who was actually in the movie Richie Rich. Um, he did a few things and he checked out of out of acting altogether. That was my goal. I just said I'll do a few kid movies. The moment I hit puberty, uh, I was going to be out. And I saw a lot of movies that came out during my during my youth that I could have been a part of. I would have, I would have done my best to try and be a part of it. Even TV shows. I made peace with it. I made peace with it recently. I know I got the skills. I know I got the, the gifts. I went to school for it. I trained. Did all that. But you know what God gave me? He said, that training was a part one of what I wanted you to do. And I had to think about it. I was like, what do you mean, Lord? That's right. I talked to the Lord. And he said that part one was I wanted you to get that training, to be in public, be in the, be in the public eye, be able to speak, be able to enunciate. I made sure that you learn how to play violin. You played in front of people that you didn't know. And they ended up praising you for it. You performed in, a, in front of a lot of people that didn't know you. They looked at you and they dismissed you from the moment they saw you. Until they heard you. Until they saw you do what you do. In part three, look at what you're doing now. Look at what I really wanted you to do. This is it. This is it. You thought your gift was, and this is what the Lord told me. He said, you thought your gift was to be an actor. You thought your gift was to be a rapper. It's good that you have those skills. I'm glad I bless you with those gifts. But those aren't the only gifts. I want you to mix those gifts up. Mix it up a little bit. Add a little dash of the Bible. And guess what you got? Reverend Pusley. Amen. What's your story? What's your gifts? What are you denying yourself? What is keeping you from staying together? What is keeping you from being not just the new, but to respect the old? In old generation, you must give some guidance and respect to the new generation. New generation, you must give your reverence and respect to the old because they built the foundation in which you are sitting in, the building that you are sitting in. In order to do that, we have to come together. We have to come to an understanding. That's what this message is about today. That's what this new covenant is all about. That's why we need to make sure that we remove the veils and see the glory of God in all of his glory. Word of God for the people of God.
Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this message and the message. We pray that it is applied in our walk and our journey this week and beyond. We pray that you continue to use me and use each of all of us in whatever gifts that we may have so we can better the foundation for you, O Heavenly Father, and the generations to come. We pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Welcome back, y'all. I'm thankful once again for everyone who tuned in this week and every week. Um, praying that you continue to follow us at our website at www.safehavenpodcast.org, uh, where you can find all our services, video and otherwise. Yes, we're on YouTube, but don't do not worry about that. We mailed our YouTube uh, pot, uh, airing of this video. We mailed it onto the uh, website so you can catch it in its entirety. It usually does not always drop at the same time, but that's okay. God is still good and it's still out here and out there and I still work on it every week and we're getting better and better every week. Um, if you are a church ministry or podcast ministry and you would love to have me visit your church or visit your podcast ministry, I will gladly do so. You can always you can also go to the webpage at uh, www.safehavenpodcast.org and go to the ministry contact section and fill out the fill out the information and I will get I will receive the email and I will definitely get back to you. Um, if you're looking for prayer uh, prayer request, that's also a place where you can go. Uh, same section ministry contact slash prayer request. You can send your prayer request there. I if you prefer to be confidential, I will keep it confidential. Um, if you want me to bring it out to the masses, I will as well. Um, also, if uh, you're a minister, singer, a church singer, or any of the sort, it, and you would love to be featured on Safe Haven Podcast, also you can go to safehavenpodcast.org and you can register as a guest, a future guest. Uh, we will have we will be opening up the forum uh, within the next month or two for more guests to come back in. I usually have a fourth Sunday showcase for everybody. Um, as we've been transitioning into the video podcasting phase, I've been busy working on pushing the video content so I can have enough in the in the library. So please forgive me for that. For those who want to hear of the ministers of the past, like the Reverend Tabrazes or the Reverend Whitakers, guess what? They will be coming back real soon, as soon as we get this continued to keep this going and flowing. So don't worry, the doors will be open for them again as well. And any of you ministers who have not yet spoken or want to be heard on this podcast, I am open to let you come in and speak the word of the Lord. In the meantime, guys, I do not want to keep you much longer than I probably have already. So I'm going to pray out and we're going to prayerfully going to be back at our regular time next Sunday at 1130 a.m. Central Standard Time. Today's message was special so I wanted I wanted to really let the Lord work with me so I had to delay it just a little bit um getting out. So one PM Central Standard Time is kinda like a backup time. We're gonna I'm gonna set that up. That's a backup time. If you don't see it drop at eleven thirty, it's gonna drop at one PM. Amen. In the meantime, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray right now that you just be with us. Dismiss us from this place but never from your presence. We pray that you just keep us lifted up as we go about our week. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See you all next week. Have a blessed one. Thanks for tuning in. Have a safe and blessed week.
This was an LTD Entertainment presentation.